Hey guys, welcome to my first podcast here on James's Corner. You know, here in this podcast, we are talking about a variety of open discussions. And today, I'm happy to have two, two guests that I know very well. We have Virginia and we have Kenya here with us. You guys say hi if you guys want to. Hello, hello. This, and, and I'm waving hi. <laughs> and she's waving hi. I mean, we can't see, you know. Today, we have our first open discussion. And, you know, it's something where very serious in this world that pretty much everybody goes through at one point in, in, in their time. And that is mental health. You know, mental health is something that is very serious in this world and we can see in this world what it leads to. You know, I don't know if you guys have any other input on what you guys think mental health is and how it has affected this, this society today. Yeah, definitely. This is, is such important. Um topic nowadays this is something that is affecting our society and it doesn't respect ages it could go from kids to the older person in our society and it's something that uh, we do kind of know and understand I believe I think that's my opinion that we should be uh, very aware of this because sometimes it could even happen in our houses and we're not even aware of it we don't even know what's going on and um, it's it's such a good topic to talk and and you know it's not like we were talking before it's not that we are expert and yeah. and, and on it yeah we're not scientists at this. we're we, not scientists we're just regular either. people who <laughs> probably gone through this type of stuff right but we are able to share experiences yeah and to talk about something that is it seems to be a taboo still in our days yeah i mean i don't know if you have anything um, yeah and um one of the things with mental um issues is that nobody wants to admit it that they have it or that somebody they love might have it yeah and in that area where denial exists most of the times is when um, things get worse because sometimes there's medication that can help you deal with it or just understanding that you have something makes makes you free because you understand that it's not you it's just something that you have to deal with it yeah mm -hmm. you know when we have pain in in, in our legs or our feet <laughs> or something we know that it, it's time for us to rest it we know that it's time for us to uh, relax it so it could get better or take medication for the pain or or whatever we yeah. need to do to get to a healthy lifestyle but when it comes to mental issues it becomes a huge secret that makes it worse. Makes it worse because now you feel like you're wearing a mask and you feel you're not being honest and that only makes you feel worse. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes to tell someone, oh, I'm struggling with this and that because then you don't want to be judged or you, mm -hmm. because it's something that you don't know if other people have gone through because nobody goes through. Nobody tells it, I guess you could say. Everyone just keeps it quiet, and that's why we're here to discuss it, and we open with it like, hey, it's a normal thing us humans go through. It's yeah, and I think that social media has played such a role in that, and that to keep it down, to keep it low, because what do we see on social media? Happy pictures, happy posting. So people get this sensation that everyone has a perfect life. Yeah. Everyone you see has a perfect life. Oh, Sister Virginia, her Facebook, <laughs> she's always positive on Facebook. Um, and, and I'm so depressed and I'm sad and I don't even know why. 
So I don't want to open up. I don't want to talk about it because I'm embarrassed because it seems I'm the only one going through this. But truth is that what we see on social media, what we see on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or any other, um, it's not true. It's not really who we are. It's just a, a show they, they try to put on like, oh, yeah, my life is good. I mean, celebrities have come out and said, yes. I have to because that's the platform I'm at. Mm-hmm. I can't show that I'm sad or depressed. I mean, it's even everyone goes through that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the main thing is fear. Fear of judgment. Fear of being treated differently. Fear of being put in a box of this is a crazy person. Uh-huh. This is a person, oh, don't talk to that person. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, and we're afraid to be put in those boxes. We want to be in the successful, happy, always joking kind of box. Oh, yeah. You know, the one everybody wants to hang around with. But if you're somebody who's struggling in certain areas or you're different from everybody else, then you become an outsider in society. Mm-hmm. And that most of the time is, is something that people struggle with. And, and it's that fear of being judged, of being set aside, mm-hmm. and that keeps them quiet. Yeah, I mean, right. and it's something that you shouldn't keep quiet because the, I, guess, I guess you see it as the more it builds up in you, the more possibility of what could happen. And you know at the end of the day, it's never the result of what happens. And, um, you know, it's like what, what you said, you don't want to be seen as a crazy person. But sometimes you got to accept the fact that you're not okay at times. That's that. right. And it's hard mm-hmm. to come to that conclusion because you try to play it off. Oh, it's just one day or this and that. But you have to come to yourself and be like, well, you know what? I'm not okay. Yes. And there's help I need to seek out. And there's all types of help you could seek out here. And, um, it's just to come to that realization that we're not okay. And it's like what you said, Kenyon, it gets to every age. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, oh, I'm just going to go to the elderly or the adults. No, it goes to the kids too. Yes. And I mean. And as Virginia said, um, when you when you don't open up, when, when you stay quiet about, it just make it worse. Mm-hmm. You, um, everything gets worse in your life because you don't have, you don't have the assistance, you don't have the help, you don't have the support, you don't know how to deal with it. That's that's one of the worst things that I can even imagine when we go through um, different situations mentally, emotionally. Um, don't know how to cope with it. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this feeling. I don't know what to do with all this confusion that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Because it can be different different ways that it, it, it comes into your life, different attacks. We're saying it and somehow um, it could be emotionally, it could be your thoughts, it could be your your um, body, your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yes. is sick, or you were born that way, or uh, traumas that happen. Uh, there's um, there's different uh, scenarios. You know, being hit in the head might leave you with side effects. Yeah. One of the things that right now the whole world is dealing with is the fear that COVID affects the brain. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what side effects it's going to bring later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some people are being affected now. I, I, I know people who have lost their memory completely. Yeah. Others started already Alzheimer's. They were fine, and after COVID, now they have this. My, my niece is suffering from arthritis. Her hands are starting to, to become twisted. And, and she's going to go see uh, a specialist for it. And 
people are like a little bit scared, not so much of dying, but of the side effects. Yeah. Right. Because dealing with, with this type of thing, when it comes especially emotion, mm-hmm. because right now with that fear, people are very emotional. So everything is hitting you harder. Mm-hmm. And then you have losing family, losing friends, and you start feeling more and more isolated. Mm-hmm. And that affects a lot mental health. And people who have struggled already <laughs> for years with this, it's like a new battle starting all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you're starting all over with it. And, and, but the good thing is that there is help. But you were yes. getting better and yes. it got worse. Or you thought that you, or you think, or you thought that you had it under control. Uh-huh. And now with all this thing, the craziness that we went through last year and still going on, um, make it worse for some people you know and i think and i think james it's it's a good thing to start um thinking about why do we suffer mental health why is it going on what what is mental health i mean um illness and just go through what does it trigger mm-hmm. mental illness you know what what how causes does it, happen, it? Like how does it happen where does it start um virginia mentioned a couple of things but it could be such a broad reasons yeah why what this happened in our life i mean it's not just one thing mm-hmm. like it's not like oh i'm hungry because i don't have food i mean I'm, but when it comes to mental health they're like i'm going through something because there's so much going on in this world we see right it, it could be stuff that we may not even think that's affecting us like mm-hmm. social media and in the back of our head we're thinking oh i wish i could be like that mm-hmm. so we're trying to put ourselves we're trying to be someone that we're not so I feel like it, it affects us there too that I can't be on top like what we see for other people and why that brings us down too. So there's a variety of reasons why um, mental health is caused. I mean, first and foremost, I think one is more our emotions yes. that get to us. It's something that yet yeah, we have control over. It's just about learning how to control it and not allow it to control ourselves because that's I feel like that's a leading point to depression and anxiety and you know suicide or things that happen in our childhood and mm. we didn't know how to cope we didn't know how to deal with those emotions and we just so you just put it down in within you but then as you grow and as you get older and as you experience new things in your life those feelings those emotions came up again yeah, they, they get triggered. Yeah, yeah that's, that's there. There's triggers that um, happen, and they start coming out, and they affect us in different ways. But um, when it when it comes to mental health, yes, there's the getting when you get sick. Sometimes there's medications that give you depression, mm-hmm. and then we have um, drug addiction. Something that people do not understand this, especially when you're a teenager. Your brain, at that age, your emotions, that part of the brain is the one that is starting to develop. So most of the time, getting angry easily, Mm -hmm. getting sad easily, that's why teenagers sometimes are very moody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's hormones and everything. We know it. We understand that, okay? But what we don't understand is that when you introduce drugs into it, then you might affect it in some way that makes it harder for you to control those emotions yeah. as an adult. And that's when later on when things happen, 
then other things might come. Mm -hmm. And like Sister said, it all depends also what you're giving it. If you're feeding that depression, then it's going to grow. Yeah. I, I, um, I got sick. Um, I didn't know I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I got into this medication, and it messed up my whole system. And I, this is funny now, <laughs> but I kid you not, I was sobbing, mm -hmm. crying my eyes out over a teddy bear. <laughs> yes, I was crying. Oh, the, I felt like the world was ending. I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't find out until much later that the illness that I have causes depression mm -hmm. and also anger. So throwing the doors, <laughs> getting that. <laughs> Going back <laughs> <That> and forth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had to learn that when I felt that way, if I was angry, I was on timeout. <laughs> For real. I would go like, timeout. I'm, I'm feeling angry. Uh -huh. So Daniel, my husband, and my son, they both knew that when I said timeout, it's because I'm angry because my brain is angry, yeah. not me. And when I was sad, the same thing. You know, I I would watch a movie that those that make you cry and then laugh <laughs> and stuff like that. So I would let it out. And I would refuse to think about my past, mm. about things that were going wrong in my life at that moment. I simply refused to think about that. And I stopped feeling like I was crazy crying over a teddy bear. Yeah. I realized it wasn't me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that my body at that time is sad. That's yeah. how I say it. <laughs> it. It's a chemical balance. We don't understand it like obviously scientifically and we cannot oh, yeah. explain it until that. But something that I have um, uh, read and, 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 and heard and, and, and things in, and inform myself with this is that it's a chemical imbalance that you have in your brain. You, your brain is not functioning as it is supposed to. Mm -hmm. And so it affects you the way that you think, the way that you feel the way that your perspective, the, the way that you see things. Yeah. React to things. The way that you react is so crazy because you, you find yourself asking, why am I feeling this? Mm. Why am I, why am I so mad? What is that? It's not. Sometimes we don't even know the answers to it. I mean, yes. you're like, why? Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden you wake up and you, you're just not into it. You're, you're just like, oh, what just happened? I mean, you you have kids, um, Kenya, Virginia. I mean, you watch them grow up. I mean, yours are still growing. Like, do you ever see at times like their their changes when they were? I guess from like ten, I guess to now, Manny eighteen. Have you ever seen his his mood changes at times being more on like the sadder side? At, like at any point in time. I mean, it's something. But you as a mother have. Do you, do you see that in your own kids? Yeah, definitely. You see, but the, you know, there is there is a part of you that needs to understand. There is a normal process of changing mm -hmm. and the moody and and yeah. be sad and to be happy. But you have to be very aware. As a parent, we have a, such a great responsibility because we have to be aware, James. Um, this is normal. This is no normal. Oh. Okay, like um, for example, in, in my in my house. Um, I see sometimes I saw I, I saw those changes with Natalie and part of me were like, you know what, this is normal, this is not. 
yeah. to be upset because everything it's not normal you oh, need no. to control yourself I said I always had this talk to her and I said I, I, I keep telling her um, you need to control you need to identify the reasons why you're feeling the way that you feel you have the power to control your emotions the self-control in the it. self-control yeah. yes that's what and that's something that we're probably going to talk in the future how yeah. how is that that we have that power to self-control it's hard i mean to control your feelings to get yes. mad at like when mm-hmm. someone hurts you your, your instinct mm-hmm. to fight back or say something back but yeah, we need but self-control and it's the same thing with our emotions having it's like what you said time out yeah. You allow yourself to control your emotions, not the emotion control you. Exactly. And, and as I said, to be aware. And not just as a parent, but ourselves. To be aware. What is normal and what is not. Mm-hmm. Is this what I'm feeling normal? How long does it take, take takes to me to feel better, to feel normal again? How long does it take to... When I get upset of something, when I get mad, how long does it take me to get cool again and, you know, let it go and blah, blah. And I think, I think those are very good signs for us to identify what's going on in our life if we're having if we are under stress mm-hmm. and we're allowing this to control or if it's something else yeah I if mean, it really we need you know professional help doctors medicine we need to be able to identify what is normal and what is not normal in our life i mean that's that's where we take a step back and we, we, I guess, analyze ourselves, what we're going through, and see, it's like what you said, what's normal, what's not normal. Exactly. Can we help ourselves or someone can help us, or do we need professional help? Mm-hmm. It, it just all depends on if we take that step and analyze ourselves, because we should be analyzing ourselves quite often, because there's always stuff that's, I guess, not okay with us. Not like necessarily in a bad way, but... There's stuff that we could always be fixing, and that could be one is our emotions and what they could lead to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is something that um, since Daniel was little, because he was born mad. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally different now. I mean, I see him. I'm like, you never you know, get mad. <laughs> when when he was born, he first he kicked the doctor, and then um, they were trying to make him cry. You know how they make the babies cry? He wouldn't cry. They poke him with a needle, they pinched him, they rubbed his chest, he wouldn't cry. He cried when they tickled him. Huh. And I, I, when I, and when he will, you know how kids cry when they want milk or they want to be changed? Yeah. He will get so mad that his belly button wouldn't close because it will stick out every time because he will get so angry, it will <laughs> stick out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with that anger because I don't want him being a violent person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Since he was little, I was like, no, you control yourself. He will get mad at games. That's a game. You can start it over. Uh-huh. If this game is making you lose control, I'm going to take it away. So he will, look, mom, I'm no longer getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he was like five years old, he was like, mom, I'm going to lock myself in my room. I'm on timeout. I just don't feel well right now. And he locked himself in his room. And then, like, an hour or so later, okay, mom, you can sleep with me again. I, I mean, that's, that's something you see, you know, like, he was able himself to control that emotion and feeling. That is one of the things that, as parents, you know, if you don't have the kind of parent, yeah, <laughs> you need to learn it on your own. But if you do, if you're a parent, or one day will be a parent, it's something that we need to check ourselves. Yeah. Because sometimes we want to protect our children from 
lo not losing, always being happy, everything going your way, you get whatever you want, but that's not life. Uh -huh. gotcha. And when they're confronted with the real problems in the world, they will either act in anger or get depressed. And it hits them like a rock at yeah. Yes, it because they never learn down. how to handle those emotions. They never learn how to lose, how to win, <laughs> how to get angry and let it go. They keep feeding that anger or feeding that depression. Uh -huh. And it just keeps growing to the point that you no longer see an outside. Mm -hmm. It's just... It, it dominates your life. Yeah. yeah. And, and yes, there are some things that happens in our lives sometimes that is devastating, that mm -hmm. is horrible. And, and that is one of the things that we need to understand is that we're not alone. Yeah. Yes. We're not alone. We're not the only ones that this is happening to. There are other people that are going through the same thing. You can talk to somebody, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, another thing that causes these things is bullying mm -hmm. because we don't know how to control it. We don't know how to stop it. And that uh, low self-esteem or when they come from families that are abusive or have been through a trauma. You know, I was nine years old the first time I, I tried to take my life. Mm -hmm. I tried it. And um, I remember still that night, you know, and I thank God I was so young and I didn't know what I was doing because <laughs> otherwise I would not be here. Uh -huh. But, you know, I think about all those little children that are probably in the same situation that I am that I was, that made them feel that they were already in hell. And you, since you've gone through that, what helped you at such a young age? I know we're ignorant at that age, we're kids, mm -hmm. but what, I guess, brought you out of that? God. God. Knowing that he loved me oh. made the whole difference. I, I hate statistics. Because it's not that it's not true. Yes, statistics are true because they're coming from data. Yeah. But unfortunately, people believe those data. And just because they say there's a big possibility that, <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to be a bad person doesn't make you a bad person. That's we right. all have control over yeah. ourselves. I mean, you can always change that. Yeah. Yeah. We're not far. I always said, I love that you bring that out because since I came to this country, I remember one person telling me, oh, you're going to be part of the immigrants that are, are not successful. Don't go to school, get pregnant. <laughs> or see. And I had, and I said, no, uh -huh, no I'm not going to be part of a statistic. I'm not going to be part of a number. And I, I remember that that igniting me something, you know, I'm not going to become what they say. And I love that you say that because if you, we look back at what happened in our society, the shooting at the school, mm -hmm. there are everything has a common ground mental health all the kids that have done those terrible shootings at school or w when wherever um then we we heard in the news oh they were going through depression they were yeah. going through bullying they were going through lost self-esteem they were going through mental health and there was no outlet so to them the outlet is let me kill whoever did that to me and I'll kill myself it's, at the it's end of it. It's a form of suicide. Yeah. We don't see it that way, but um, suicide by cop is suicide. Uh -huh. You know, um, I know because <laughs> for three years I lived like that. I tried 
to make it look like an accident and did things. I was the bravest girl in school. I was the daredevil in school. Uh, I had twisted ankles, <laughs> braces, <laughs> you know, and everything that people were afraid of, I was doing it. Uh-huh. And people just saw the daring person, the daredevil, whatever. But deep down, I wanted to die. Yeah. I wanted to have be the one thing that was going to take me and it would look like an accident. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why. Well, I do know why I wanted to look, <laughs> look like an accident. She's like, I do know why. <laughs> I do know why. But because I thought I could trick God into yeah. getting into heaven. I go like, if anyone was suicide, I would just sneak into heaven. <laughs> but we can't trick God. But as statistics, you know, I come from a single mom household. Uh-huh. And I'll be honest with you. My mom had 10 children, and all 10 children have different dads. So every, I'm the third to the last. Mm -hmm. So every single person I met as a child said the same thing. You're going to end up in the same spot. And they were rough on me. They were tough on me. They didn't check the way they spoke to me because I was already a a lost cause. Yeah. And hearing something like, you're a zero to the left. You know what that means? I've actually never heard of In a mathematical (laughs) Uh equation, a zero to the left has zero value. Which is not, yeah, you're you're negative, you're nothing. You're you're not even a negative, you're nothing. You don't matter. And you gotta get removed. In every equation, you remove that zero because you don't need it. It doesn't, uh, it's unneeded. It's not important at all. So I believe that. (coughs) I started Mm. believing those statistics. I started believing. And when I lost the last thing that I had hoped for some happiness in my life, that's when I tried to kill myself. Mm-hmm. But then when, when I came to God, I was even afraid to accept Jesus. It took me a week to say, <laughs> hey, here's my life. Like. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what is he going to want with me? Yeah. Like if my own parents don't want me, what is God Almighty going to want with me? You know? And I remember I was terrified as I walked to the front. I was expecting lightning to strike me. Yes, I watched a lot of movies. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> a big voice to be heard in the sky saying, remove this trash from here. Uh-huh. You know, something like that. And, and I kneeled down and I started feeling like somebody was close to me. And I hated people being too close to me. I, a little claustrophobic. <laughs> and um, and I opened my eyes and there was nobody there. Yeah. But I could feel like somebody was grabbing me. And then I closed them again and then I felt it all around me. And I opened my eyes again <laughs> and my uncle was like, close your eyes and pray. And I closed my eyes again but I, 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 because I didn't see anybody around me. And this time it finally hit me that it was God hugging me. You felt surrounded by something. But and I go like, he accepts me. And even at that moment, you know, because I was so naive about God, too. <laughs> I was like, Lord, if it's in my blood, because that was something I, was, I heard all my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have it in your blood to be this. You have it in your mm-hmm. blood to be this. This is your destiny. This is what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I was like, Lord, you make all things new. Give me a blood transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want new blood because I don't want to be this. Because you, you heard know? the negative that was around you growing up. So to you. That's all you knew. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sadly, that's what a lot of And it's of like a shield. It's yeah. something that is it's so inside of you that you deny yourself the opportunity to get better, the opportunity to feel better, the opportunity to love yourself, and that triggers mental health. 
mm-hmm. that that you don't accept yourself the way you are. I think that's a big issue is love yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. We seek other things for them to love us, like our parents or another um, a friend or something. But when it comes down to it, it doesn't make us as happy as we want it because we don't know how to love and accept ourselves as who we are. And I mean, that's something that in the society that we live in with teenagers and young adults that we struggle with. Yeah. That's why we're like, oh, it's because I don't know what to do. I don't know myself really. So to, to me, I see that that's something where we, we try to be something someone that we're not. And I feel like that could lead to mental health, to type of depression, because we, we don't see the success that we see with other people that we try to be. Mm-hmm. So to us, we see, oh, we're no good. We're this and that. But yet, we have to know that we're unique in our different ways. And there's stuff about us that others wish that they had. And we just need to be able to find that and accept ourselves for that. And that's where acceptance and love comes from to mm-hmm. ourselves. And also take the power of the words. Mm-hmm. Take the power away. Because that might be their opinion. Yeah. But it's not God's opinion. You know, that was the difference. My world changed, but the world didn't. Mm-hmm. I still live in the same household. I still heard the same things. But this time, I had power. Because I had God on my side. Yeah. That's how I saw it. Like you had the best I, I had God on my side. So when they will say that, I, I, I will be like, that's your label, not the one I carry. Mm-hmm. So I started refusing to believe what they were saying. And, and started to say, voice, you know, say my own thing, my own truth, you know. And started speaking out and starting to defend myself. Because... I will let whatever they did, it, it will be fine because I was nothing. Oh. Who am I to say no? <laughs> you know, who am I to, to hit back? Yeah. You know, not that I'm saying fighting, but I'm saying like defending myself. To say something back. You don't speak. You yeah. know, you don't, you don't have a voice. So one of the things is that speaking out. You know, if something is going wrong in our life or somebody's hurting us in any way, we don't deserve that. God doesn't want that for us. We can say no. And we already we are afraid sometimes of the consequences. But mean, remember, we're the victims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if something is wrong, then it's the other person who's wrong, not you. So we have to be able to voice what is wrong and be able to approach somebody and know that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Whatever happens is on them, not on us. And that, that's where people need to go and start seeking that help even just to talk and that just to know that you know what their opinion a negative opinion shouldn't mean anything to you that you should surround yourself with the positive and see the positive in everything in yourself and where others see in you because uh, there's always going to be people in your life that are negative who will always say stuff that's bad about you and want to tear you down but I feel like that's where we need to figure out okay who's the positive influence in my life or where could I find that positive influence in my life? Because that's what's going to bring me up instead of tear me down. And if you get tore down so much and you just hit rock bottom, I mean, that, that's where a lot of people are at. And that's something that they, they, they don't see where they still surround themselves with those negative people because they think they're good for them. But in reality, they don't care about you really. If they did, I feel like they would be trying to do something because everyone sees at, at one point or another, everyone sees there's something wrong with you. If 
you mm-hmm. are not okay and you need to feel you need to feel accepted and you know see the positive in people and see that people do speak positive in you and find those influences in your life it's like what you said he had god on your side and he he had a different label than everyone else mm-hmm. yeah and one of the things is that um sometimes people think they're doing the right thing they're they're trying to they're being tough on you because they want to put you in the right track you know that because they they believe that you're going to go the wrong way and they think that if they're rough with you tough with you that will bring you into the correct path and i mean but if you never hear encouragement if you never hear i'm with you if you never hear i love you or even be hugged you know it makes it harder for you to understand it that they're wrong but at the same time you know as as a christian we cannot have hate in our hearts no and that was one of the things that i had to deal with really hard because i didn't get baptized like four years later after i accepted jesus Mm -hmm. because i couldn't forgive them and once i realized it wasn't that they're bad people it's that they're mistaken yeah when I started to see where they were going to end up, I started feeling sorry for them. And that's when I was able to find that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That's when I was able to see that they believed those lies about the statistics. I didn't. If they had encouraged me and, and being different, my life would have been different. But then I go like, then I wouldn't have met God the way I did. Yeah. And I love God for what he did to that little girl. And I will never forget how he surrounded me with his love on that day. So I'm all like, my son told me one day, if there was a time machine, would you go back and change everything (laughs) that happened to you? And I go like, no, because I am happy where I am. I am totally happy of who I am and what God, God has done in my life. And I wouldn't change it for stopping anything that happened in my past. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing because people see just the right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm in this position. Right now, I want to commit suicide. Right now, I don't want to be surrounded by anyone. I'd rather be isolated by myself and think my thoughts. But they don't see the future, what it holds, if we stand up for ourselves, if we learn to love ourselves, if we learn to, you know what? It's time I need to change. Mm-hmm. It's time I need to get up and do something different analyze myself and figure out what type of help I need to see the future because everyone has a future successful future because we all determine our own future it's like what you said you wouldn't change anything because you wouldn't be in the position you are right now and I mean that's something where we need to see that too where all of our past not mistakes but our experiences through that we need to see that as a positive because we are able to be outlets to those who've gone through that because now we are experienced, we've gone through it, we know how to cope with it and we're an outlet to someone who does need that type of help. Yeah, and, and I think, James, one of the one of the most important things when we realize, we would take that step back and analyze our emotion, our thought, our behavior. Um, once we understand and realize something is wrong with me, what is out there for me? How can I get out from this? Um, to understand that we don't need to deal with that that is going on with us by ourselves, but we have help. And but how do we reach out to that help? 
How, where did I go? Yeah. What is out there available for me? Those are one of the m most important questions I think people going through um, depression uh, or mental, mental health or anxiety or any other uh, behavior um, situation. It's one of the biggest questions. What is out there? How can I get out of here? Where's I'm in a hope? hole. Yes. yes, I'm in a hole. How did I get out? Okay, I, I realize I'm in, I'm in trouble. I'm in a hole. I have a problem. How did I get out? What to do? And that's one of the things that I think, I think um, young people struggle a lot with it. Yeah. Because they don't know where to go. And our help, sadly, is let me go take drugs. Let me go drink. I see, I like, oh yeah, I see my friends do that. They, mm -hmm. they live a fine life. Mm -hmm. Let me try it. Let me see where that gets me. Maybe I'll be the same as them, but it's, they're going through the same thing as you, buddy. Like, hey, that's their way of coping with it. You know what? You're going to be in the same position. Next thing you know, you're overdosing because you need more of that drug to keep you, I guess, content with yourself at that time. The, the reality is it, it only blocks your brain for a while. Mm -hmm. But most drugs like alcohol, marijuana, for example, are depressants. That means they make you depressed. They make your emotions more to the top. That's why when the poor drunk are either very angry yeah. or they're crying and, and <laughs> stuff like that because they're depressants. So you're making the situation worse yeah, they by, think by using better. any of those things. And in my family, we ha there has been a lot of drug addiction. And I am so <laughs> against, against any type of drugs and stuff <laughs> like that, that even painkillers, I will not take them. Because you see. Because you see in the damage yes. that it, it can yeah. cause. I had a C-section when my son was born. I did not take painkillers. You wow. You checked it out. <laughs> I, had, I had an operation like uh, 10 years later. And again, I wouldn't take medication. Mm -hmm. And they go like, this, you won't get addicted. And I go like, no, thank you. And then when all the opium started, I was like, thank God I didn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and I go like, maybe God, that's why God made me so afraid of um of, of those things because there was a lot of addiction in my family and I'm like imagine if I had even tried it with the problems health problems yeah. that I had things would have been so much worse mm -hmm. and I go like thank you Lord because you found me and you put that fear of drugs in me <laughs> you know so I would never fall into them yeah but th this is the thing that we don't under we don't we think we can escape through drugs but it only makes things if you're feeling that you cannot see a happy tomorrow, that you cannot see a future in front of you, then that is the big cry that you need to hear that I need help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need help. If you cannot even see tomorrow as happy, then, then you need help. And that's where you know, like what Kenya said, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. There's something going up there's in your head that you need to get checked out if you can't even see the good of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we know drug doesn't help, yeah. right? Yeah. Cocaine, alcohol, marijuana, you nah. call it. What about medications? Does medication help? Does it help I with mean, the mental health? We see studies of it. Some say they do. Some say they make it worse. It, I think it just depends on what you're prescribed. And it also depends on you. Because what might work for me might not work for, for Kenya. Yeah. You know, because we all have different systems. Our bodies work different. Right. You know, so 
every medication, for example, me, because of my illness, affects me different than other people, you know. So I have to be careful what I'm taking. But one of the things is that we need to stop being lazy mm. and check mm. out the medications. Yeah. We no longer live in the twilight zone. No. Or yes, that's <laughs> right. Educate, Educate yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we have the internet where we can check the medications. We can hear the reviews of people. And also, we know how we feel when we take something. If the doctor you're seeing is not paying attention to you, is not listening to you, maybe it's time to look for a new doctor. That's right. Okay. Um, you're paying whoever doctor you're seeing. Therefore, you have a right to ask questions. You have a right to be heard. You have the right for the doctor to stay in that room more than three seconds and listen to how you feel and how that medication is affecting you. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of medications that are barely coming out into the market. And this is what happened to me. I took those medications and it really turned my whole system upside down. Yeah. So you need to be careful with those, the ones that are barely coming out because they still don't have a lot of data. And we know that sometimes those end up being good medications or they find that it's good for something. But if you're already struggling, maybe it's not something you can try. First try the ones that they already know work. And if those don't work, then try those. You know, that's like the last hope (laughs) or the last try, but not the first. Yeah. And that is something that we need to hear, talk, you know, talk to your doctor. And if you find that your doctor is not listening, move to another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't matter what they might say or think. It matters what is best for you. And, And, you know, one of the things, one of the disadvantages that we have in our society is that unfortunately here in the United States, uh, the, the medical system is a business. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just another number. They see patients as a number. And, and, and the medicine, the pharmaceutic, they're just in the business of making medicine and selling that medicine through the doctors, you know? And um, yes, as Virginia said, if you feel that doctor is not listening to you, is not paying attention to your needs, you can always go to another one. Yeah. You don't have to stick there. You need to look for the help, you know. Um, I think one of the one of the things that helped me going through, I went through a postpartum depression with my first son. Mm-hmm. I was 20 years old. <laughs> I have no clue what was going on you in my were life. Young. You just had a kid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know even what was going on. I just knew that I saw my kid, my, I saw my little baby on the crib, and I wanted to cry. And I didn't know, I didn't know why, because it was so overwhelming. And I, um, I was happy. I knew I was happy because of my son. That was a joyful moment for me. So I didn't understand why did I wanted to cry yeah. when I saw him. And I just identified with so many. I didn't know what it was until like 10 years after, <laughs> honestly. And yes, m- the way that I coped with it was through prayer, was through God, my faith in God, and asking him, what's going on? What is this happening? And I felt bad. I felt guilty back then. But you need to understand that it's a process. When you are aware of the feelings that you're having, you need to do something to get out of there. You cannot just stay there. Well, I feel like this. And, uh, well, this is how I feel. There is nothing I can do. (laughs) No, you have to look for uh, help. You have to search the help. You have to find the ways to... um, 
find people, find ways to help yourself with those feelings. And yes, when uh, when you go to the doctor and the doc- doctor is not listening, I repeat again, you can move on. Mm-hmm. You can find someone else to 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 try to get that help because yes, it's it's true. And you know what? Another part that I have seen in that um, with medication is that people get used to it. So mm-hmm. people people's not able to to live a normal life without it. Without it. To me, the way that I see it, if you take drugs and you take medication to cope or, or to get better with this problem, it's for that reason, to get better. So at some point, you, you will be... You got to lay off of it. Mm-hmm, you have to let it go. But no, there is people that are dependable on this medicine, and they are not, not able to have a normal life without medicine. Yeah. And I think that's another problem that you need to identify in your life. Isn't it this supposed to get me better? But it's really not because it's just like, again, drugs, just for a moment, and then I have to depend on it again. Yeah, there, there are some illnesses like um, that are basically permanent, you know, like um, people who suffer from schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when their medication, they feel good, so they go like, I'm getting off it because I'm good. <laughs> but um, there's different types of like depression as mm-hmm. well. There's the simple one, the easy ones, like the ones I went through, yeah. that I was able to cope with it. But then there are wor- there are those that you aren't able to. And and like my niece, she was hospitalized, you know, and she spent a whole year hospitalized. And it wasn't until we found out because her husband didn't tell her because oh, wow. <laughs> she didn't want us to know. That that she was going through. Oh yeah, no, nobody because wants there is there's yeah. an embarrassment about it, mm-hmm. and that is one of the things that we need to stop being embarrassed about. You know, being you wouldn't be embarrassed to say, "Oh, I'm having a heart surgery," or oh, um, <laughs> you wouldn't be embarrassed mm-hmm. about that. That's you would right. be like, "I have cancer and I'm going to chemo." <laughs> it, it will be something that you want people to know to give to you help the you, to encourage uh-huh. you, motivate you to hey, let's. Let's help to them create that support system in your uh-huh, life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we found out, you know, um, we went to go see her and everything, and we saw how she was doing. And and my my sister, she's a nurse, and she was able to find this medication. And she noticed that a lot of them, a lot of those medications affect you in such a way that you're gonna need them for life. Yeah. Mm. And when she told this to her husband, to my to my niece's husband. He was like, he immediately wrote a letter to the doctor saying that he was afraid of those pills, to please, he wanted his wife back, that his daughters needed their mom back home. And she changed the medication, the doctor, you know, and a month later she was home. She still doesn't remember that whole year, but she is fine now. She's off the medication. Six months later, they, well, actually, a month later, they were like lowering the medication, lowering yeah, and lowering the dosage until six. she no longer needed them. By six months, she was back to normal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it is it is a process, but we cannot give up or say like I'm not taking it anymore. <laughs> it, we need to go through the process. Sometimes yeah. yes. it's a hard process. Sometimes it's very difficult, especially when we're talking about our brain. Mm-hmm. It is something that we need to fight, and we can do it and. The one of the wonderful things is that God gives us the strength. Yeah. Yes. Because I always had this, this I will always say, this too shall pass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
this too shall pass. <laughs> There's nothing permanent in this world. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But the guarantee that God is with us. God That's the one thing us. we do. That's right. You know, I'm glad that you guys are able to join me today. And, you know, we'll be back. Uh, for our next episode for our continuation of this subject because of course there's so much to talk about it and you know we went over how it happens I guess personally how we could help ourselves how we could stand up for ourselves see the positive in it you know for our next episode we'll be going more in depth on the help we could see and of course the greatest help of all which we all know is God so we hope that you guys enjoyed our our very first episode here on James's Corner, and we hope that you are interested in our next episode. And to be more, I guess, interested in what we're going to be talking about, which is our, the help that we could seek with this type of issue that we are going through in this world, because it is a real issue. So we know, we just hope that you guys got something new today, and you guys know that it's okay to have these type of problems, that we all go through it, Christian, non-Christian, it's something that's just in ourselves that we all go. So we hope that you guys have a good rest of your time, your day. And, you know, I hope that you guys are back next time to listen to the next episode and the continuation here on James's Corner. God bless you guys.